Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Just in time for Halloween, we're here to screw with Daryl's internet. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Alan Waters. I'm uh, Daryl's podcast producer. I'm just here to give a quick message that uh, due to some internet issues while recording on Zoom, there are a couple of moments where we've got kind of like audio glitches and internet glitches uh, just in time for Halloween, right? Thank you so much for supporting, and I hope you enjoy this episode regardless. It's only a few moments, so it really shouldn't be a big deal, but we want to let you know just in case. Thanks so much, and enjoy learning a little bit more about Halloween. <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com. Today is a special day because it is Halloween. So that means we have a very special mini episode all about why we love Halloween. As always, this is Dr. Daryl Appleton. Welcome to another mini episode of Feelings and Other F-Words, focusing on the F-Word of fear. Now, we are set to spend $10 billion on candy, costumes, decor, this Halloween. And when I say we, I mean I. I am set to spend $10 billion on candy, costumes, and decor because people love Halloween. I love Halloween. And you might be sitting here saying, like, I don't love Halloween. This episode is not for you. Respectfully, log off. I'll catch you at the next one. But this episode here is digging in to why. Why do we love Halloween? Why? The nerdy stuff, the stuff that you guys come here for, the stuff that I come here for. Why do we love it? Like what part of our, our body does Halloween speak to? So when I was doing my research on the science of Halloween and the psychology behind Halloween, I came up with many, many things, but there was three that really spoke out to me. And I want to highlight them of this connection that we feel as humans. The first one is costumes. It goes beyond just having this fantasy of being something. Costumes absolutely are connected with our deepest desires. Think about it. We can be whoever we want to be. Our deepest fears can be actualized and we feel really powerful about that by being the thing that scares us. We can play out our fantasies in whatever direction they become. But at the end of the day, there's acceptance to it. I can be whoever I want to be this one night a year and no one really questions it. I don't have to explain myself. I don't need to sit there and feel judged because guess what? Like everybody else is doing it for the most part. So there's a really powerful thing that comes with that, that I think people are just drawn to. Now, some offshoot research is we know that people who wear certain things, when we have people who wear lab coats say, 
and they're given as batteries of tests and they're asked if they feel confident or not in a research study, they'll feel more confident in thinking it was a lab coat or a doctor's white coat versus them thinking it's a paint coat. So what we wear absolutely will also influence how we feel. So again, costumes make sense to me. They influence how we feel about ourselves and the world around us can literally be a, a protection, a cloak, an invisibility thing, or I want to stand out. Maybe I don't normally do this. So costumes are a huge piece of this puzzle. The next one, and this one blew my mind because I never thought about it this way, but Halloween, arguably, is the only holiday that has zero obligations to family, to other people, you can be whatever it is that you want to be for Halloween, unless you're my children and I decide that you have 12 different Halloween costumes every year and I'm going to pick them and parade you around. But for the most part, unless you're my twins, you can be whatever you want to be. And also there isn't these, these familial obligations that come with it. Very rarely, not in all cases, but very rarely are we sitting down for the obligatory family meal for Halloween, or are we opening gifts for one another or hanging out with cringy people that we don't love to see or that work party that we have to go to. Very rarely do we have that at Halloween. There is usually very little guilt associated with doing Halloween things or not, right? So I think that is another thing people connect to. It's supposed to be fun. I get free candy. I get to see people's artistic side or a window into their soul. I get to, you know, create my house to be a different, you know, dimension of house that I'm normally used to. Like there's this escapism in it and it's so much fun. There's also this element of bad behavior, if you think about it too, which I think is fascinating as well. So in Bergen County, New Jersey, where I grew up, there was the night before Halloween and we called it cabbage night. Now I know you're going to come fight me on it. I understand mischief night or the night before Halloween or whatever you people call it in Bergen County, New Jersey, we called it cabbage night and that is what it is. <laughs> but the night before, whatever you call it, the night before is almost this way to let off some steam for the local neighborhood children, right? People, Toilet papering, trees and cars and shaving cream. You know, I'm sure you get the occasional egg and stuff. Hopefully nothing too wild and crazy. But it's interesting because, again, psychologically, it's almost this last, let me let off some steam before we go into the winter, before I have to really settle in and spend time with my family or it's cold. I don't want to go out like I'm, I'm just a little restless. So, like, let me get that extra last minute summer energy all the way out. And, you know, there's something interesting about that, too, where we kind of are OK with bad behavior on a certain level, on a certain degree. Right. That whole trick or treat thing. Like, that's what that means. Like, uh, pay up, lady at the door. You want a trick or you want a treat? Get it together. Give me some candy. Um, but there's something very interesting there about the obligatory thing. And for those of you who know me or about to know me, I love me some New Orleans. It is my favorite city in the country. I love everything about it. I love its spookiness. I love its vibe. I love how it like faintly smells of vomit wherever you go. Like I don't, I love it. But Mardi Gras has this kind of similar vein. Let's party. Let's sin a whole bunch before Lent. And 
I think Halloween is almost kind of like that, right? It marks this pinnacle of like, and now we're turning into Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, Hanukkah, all the other holidays that are very family focused, that are very intense around, you know, giving and quote unquote, doing the right thing. Yes, we should be doing that all the time. I hear you, mom. I know, I know. So costumes, no obligations. Sounds pretty good, right? The last thing is control. Halloween gives us this sense of control. We are afraid of lots of things. If there was a skeleton in my house that like just hanging there, you know, sitting in in a chair and it was real, I would be horrified, right? But I can go buy a plastic one and I'm like, yes, all of this. Give me more. We're on the waiting list for the 12 foot skeleton from Home Depot. Yes, give me that guy. But in reality, it's a control mechanism. The things that scare me, I am going to choose to put around to ward off evil spirits or to try to connect in some level with my my fear base, whatever. But it's interesting because if you think about jack-o'-lanterns, they were designed to ward off evil spirits. They were designed for exactly that. It's a control mechanism. And anything psychologically that gives us more control, human beings will sign up for. 100% give me some control. Absolutely. Take my money. $10 billion. Take it. Here you go. But there is something to be said about that. There's also something to be said in the control place of what we choose to be or the scary stuff around us. Like we can go into our deepest fears and it really is this reminiscent of if you can't beat them, join them. If you're terrified of werewolves, like you might want to be one for Halloween or you might put one in the yard to scare other people off. So I think there's something so cool about that where fears are really celebrated. People are watching slasher movies and like all these like, you know, haunted houses pop up. Um, Hot take. You will never find me in a haunted house ever, 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 ever. The last time I was in a haunted house, I was in college and I'm not even kidding. I haven't been since. And I was with my basketball teammates and I just remember holding on to one of my teammates. She had a puffer vest on. Yes, it was early 2000s. And I just held on to her vest and put my face in it. So I paid like $40 just to hear loud noises, people screaming at me and like see like, you know, faint lights blinking in the distance. That is the last time I'll go. I don't want to go. I'm all set. It scares me too much. But people love that. Like, They love being chased. They love this fantasy that I can survive something. So I think that goes into that control mechanism of sorts. I think that really speaks to a lot of people. So Halloween is this really interesting holiday that I think connects more to people than we think because it's rooted in something so primal like fear. Now, with that, do what you want. I say go all out. I say spend your $10 billion. I know I will be spending mine. And I want people to really embrace it, embrace the fun, embrace the fantasy, because to be fair, there's not a whole lot else out there that we get to escape into every day in the ways that Halloween lets us do it. Plus, the veil is lifted, so spooky things can happen anytime, but especially around Halloween. This has been our special episode explaining why Halloween speaks to us on such a level by looking at the F word of fear. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe, my friends. We will be talking at our next episode very soon about more F-words to come. Happy Halloween. 
Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hosted on dimlywit.com.